Are you thinking about starting a business? What do you need to know? That's what we're talking about today in episode 47 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. A lot of the clients that I work with tend to have established businesses. They may not have been running their businesses for years and years, but they have already started their business. That being said, I encounter a lot of people, especially in my Facebook group, who are just thinking about starting a business. They're trying to decide whether or not this is the right thing to do for them. I decided to get in touch with Pamela Eastwood because she specializes in helping people start businesses. So we had a great chat about some of the things you just need to consider and think about before you start your business. So we're going to jump into that conversation now. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Pamela. I'm really excited to have you here. Thanks for having me, Laura. I'm going to start off by having you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, well, my name is Pamela Eastwood, and I am the CEO and founder of By the Horns Tactical Business Operations Consulting. And what that is, is really getting under the hood for business owners. There's a lot of free resources out there in the community that we actually encourage SMEs to go and explore and figure out as much as they can for free. It saves money. But then come and meet with me um, and we'll actually help you take a lot of that free knowledge and apply it to your business itself specifically. Perfect. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. I talk to a lot of people who are in the beginning processes of thinking, you know, like I'd like to start a business. And there are a lot of things that, that come with that and they're not sure where to start. And you know a lot about this. So I thought we could chat, like, where does somebody start when they're thinking I'd like to start a business? <laughs> well, the, the first thing I always say when working with clients, and I've worked with individuals, I've, their wives have been a part of the discussion or their husbands. <laughs> We've had family meetings um, all together to discuss time management for themselves. The place to start is at home. It's a conversation that you must have with your immediate family. I'm not talking about the judgmental aunt and uncle or the extra critical mom or dad or the super supportive grandma. I'm talking about the immediate family who will be affected by your day-to-day decisions of running a business. That's where you should start. Absolutely. Because you want to make sure that what you're going into is understood by everybody, right? It has to be understood. Whether they understand exactly what it is you're doing is irrelevant. Um, You could be a software developer and no one in your family really knows what that means. But they have to understand what they're signing up for. And that means longer hours potentially for you or different hours, adjusting your level of commitment to the family. So maybe you used to always be the one who cooks supper every night and now you don't. So can your family handle that adjustment? Can the kids pitch in? Can your spouse pitch in? So really looking at the entire family dynamics of what's your schedule now? What is your day-to-day life like now? And from that, look for either delegating tasks to each other differently, getting the kids involved, or changing your work schedule around in general. Absolutely. And I think that's really important. A lot of people, I think, see that being an entrepreneur is going to give them a lot more freedom with their time. And to some extent... (laughs) 
that no, can be no. true. <laughs> Sometimes it makes you a little bit more flexible. So I say it's not necessarily that you're going to work less hours, but you may be able to move them around depending on your business. But it also means you're probably going to be working more evenings and weekends than you ever did before. Exactly. The flexibility is key. One of the things I loved, I used to own a franchise. I owned a franchise for nine years and I worked like a dog. My only time off that I had was over Christmas uh, because we ran education programs, weekend events, summer camp events. It was seven days a week. But for me, the benefit of having my own business was being able to stay home on a sick day with my daughter, being able to go on a class field trip with her or being able to volunteer for a school activity. Those were the things that mattered to me in its simplest way that made the long hours and the crazy hours and everything that I did worth it because I had the flexibility. So the workload isn't necessarily going to be less. In fact, it might very well be more in the beginning. And depending on your business, it may be more for a very long time. But you have the choice. There's no one to call in and have to... <laughs> sorry, I'm sick today, can't come in because you really want to go to your daughter's play. You can just go to your daughter's play. And that is definitely a nice thing about it. And having your spouse or your partner or just whoever is going to be implicated understand what they're getting to, into and just having that agreement there I think is a really good idea. So that's awesome. It's very important to have that sit-down conversation because it's going to impact not only the time management of the family and making sure that you are still there for story time, bath time, you know, those little moments that maybe you didn't even have when you had a regular job that now you could, but to also have that conversation around money. Money is the other deciding factor for any decision going forward. And are you in a position that you can invest financially into the business as well? Is there any slippage in the household budget to get those initial business cards and pay for your initial registrations and licenses or marketing that's required. Can you afford that, you know, to, to start in its basic needs? And because there is a financial responsibility to the business. Absolutely. All right. Then there's the whole part where I find I've talked to a lot of people and they are really good at something, right? They're great at making jewelry or cupcakes, or they are a really great writer and they want to make a business of that. And it's fabulous that they know how to do that. But what part do they also need to make sure that they're also good at running a business? One of the things that I think is really important, and again, so many free resources online. I also have an exercise that I, that I do with my clients as well. And it, it's, it's an entrepreneurial skills assessment. And it's taking you through the way you have to think as an entrepreneur, and as well as taking you through of assessing some of the straightforward transferable skills that you may have to being an entrepreneur. So some of the things to look at, are you an outgoing person? Can you talk to anybody easily? Whether you have experience in sales or customer service or not, are you genuinely the type of person who can walk into any room and just talk to anybody? That is a transferable skill. That means you already have an innate ability to sell, to talk, and that's needed in business. You must be able to promote yourself. If you're an introvert, if you're shy, if you lack computer skills, you're, you know, a two finger typer <laughs> mm -hmm. or, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn scare you working with spreadsheets and basic bookkeeping, uh, you know, you hate it. 
these are some of the skills you're going to want to look at improving before you get into a business. Because once you're in, you're pretty much wearing all the hats yourself at the beginning. Unless you have a lot of capital, great. You can hire a team to do it for you right out of the gate. But most jewelry makers and bakers and independent consultants don't. So they have to really assess all the aspects of a business from sales, marketing, financial, customer service, as well as some of the personal assessments such as drive, motivation, passion. Are you a procrastinator? Are you an organized person? Is your office full of clutter? <laughs> a lot of personal stuff to look That's at. That's not a bad thing, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Morning you now, Laura. They have professionals out there that can help you clean that desk. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of this stuff people still struggle with, right? It's not like you have to be amazing at it right from the start. People are constantly working on these skills. You know, I'm working with business owners who've been in business for years who are still working on this stuff. There's another podcast all about visibility and mindset and beliefs because people have a really hard time putting themselves out there and there's a lot around that stuff. But yeah, having a basic understanding of where your skill levels are at the beginning so that you don't go into running a business thinking I'm really good at making cupcakes and you're set. The other aspect as well to touch on that is, of course, you can be great at making cupcakes, but if you're terrible at budgeting, you're going to have a really hard time maintaining your uh, cost of goods and figuring out your pricing for those cupcakes and not letting the math run away from you. The other thing, though, is that if you wait until you're already in business and you've got you know, your hands in 10 different pots and you're also trying to learn at the same time as running a business you're opening yourself up to many mistakes that perhaps could be detrimental to your business. So try to pace yourself and learn as much as you can before you actually start. Don't start and then learn. Get enough of that foundation prior to starting. And then how about how much money do I need to start? <laughs> well, it would be fantastic if we all had a quarter of a mil to get started, uh, you know, and outsource. This is going back to my initial question. Is it the right time for you and your family, not just emotionally, physically, uh, with your health, but with your finances? And it really does depend on the business as well. If you're a landscaper and you already have your own personal lawnmowers, weed whackers, rakes, you have a, a wagon at the back of your truck or your car or something to transport this stuff. So there's no real further investment needed for that. You really only need to register your business, get some business cards. Maybe you go to Staples for, you know, six cents a sheet, make some flyers. You could start something like that for about 200 bucks. Right. But that's going to require boots to the pavement, knocking on doors, getting those flyers out, building those free social media platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn profiles and, and networking getting out there to as many free events as you can, that 250 bucks will probably buy you a ticket to a local networking event, at least one group to start. But if you're the baker making cupcakes, there's a lot more to start up. There's your initial inventory and ingredients and permits and inspections. If you're working in your kitchen, you may not be allowed to work in your kitchen. There's You have to be in a commercial kitchen, having certain number of sinks and meeting certain food and safety standards. So there's a longer process that costs more money and more setup. And it's also not the kind of business you would necessarily be going door to door 
to promote. So you do want to be able to have a bit of money there to invest in some marketing, maybe a local newspaper, that kind of thing to start your business. So a completely different money level. Yes. Now I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if somebody just showed up my door and asked me if I wanted to buy cupcakes? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I probably, you know, I might. But, you know, are they packaged properly yeah. or are they on a plate? Just <laughs> ladies saying, hi, I want to buy a cupcake, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's it. You need to know what things you need to know. And I say this all the time, right? You, you don't know what you, what you don't know. So you need to start figuring out what you need to know to properly begin. This is where using the free resources in your community, and and I know Ottawa here in Ottawa, Canada, we have great resources here, both with our public libraries, they have business resources, we have many incubation centers, we have innovation centers offering a lot of free resources, class training. So check your community, look for those things. You'd be surprised actually how many are free, as well as social groups, a lot of meetup groups and individual networking groups. There's so much you can learn from peer to peer. Absolutely. And that's in the biz studio, the, the free Facebook group that I have. That's a lot of what you see going on is people able to ask each other for input, ask people if somebody does something that they're doing and then have a Skype call with them. Like there are all kinds of opportunities, but definitely looking into the free resources in your community and, and looking those up. And I know you have links to a few that are from Ottawa, I believe. So we'll share that and anything that you have on your website in the show notes so people can start there. That's great. And barter, 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 barter. I mean, the cupcake lady is a perfect example, right? She needs a website made and meets this budding website developer through some social platform online for free. You know, a lot of us out there, have kids, have an event, have a wedding, have a party, have something, or just have a sweet tooth and might be willing to say, you know what, I'll give you a website for this value if you cater this particular event for me at this value. So not being afraid to ask for those type of barter services, you'd be surprised what you might get. Yes. And I think bartering is a really great thing to do. And the only caution is, people are going to potentially ask you to barter. So you need to make sure that when you say yes, it's for something you actually want. Oh, there's, there's lots of people who will try to barter with you because it's good for your business. It's going to promote you. It's going to give you exposure, which is thanks and all, but I think I'm going to decide what's best for me and best for my business. So as long as the relationship works and it makes sense, makes financial sense, assess the risks, you know, is this a barter agreement you want to get into? Is this company reputable? Do they have good customer service? You want to treat a barter agreement the same way you would if it was a business transaction. So you're going to look for all the same accountabilities and all the same risk assessments you would with serving any client or getting into any relationship. The difference is if it works, you're helping each other at no cost. And that's an amazing opportunity for startups. Absolutely. I totally agree. And there are a lot of things that you actually will need. So just, yeah, as long as you're thinking about it, do I actually need this thing that I'm being offered? And it's a good value. I think it's an amazing opportunity. I definitely have done it a lot in my businesses. And it's just about finding the right people you want to work with and finding the perfect reciprocal relationships. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So is there anything else that you think people need to really think about as they're starting up? Are you committed? And commitment is one where, again, going right back to the very first question, which is, is this the right time for me and my family? Do I have the time 
Do I have the flexibility? Do I have the money? And if all those things are yes or somewhat yes, okay, you're on the right track, then it comes down to commitment. And sometimes commitment, you may have tons of commitment and really want to do this, but reality is you have to work part-time. So that changes your business model entirely. That takes you back to the drawing board with your family conversation again. But if you are able to commit, then commit. If you say, I'm going to do this and work on my business three days a week, you must work on your business three days a week. If you're in a position where you can say, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to give it three months. That's the deal I made with my family. That's the financial investment leeway that I have is to a maximum of three months. And I will flush out my ideas. I will do my research. I will try and come up with a better assessment of my business model. Then stay committed to that three months. Some people are afraid to commit due to the insecurities. So as I say, before you start anything, take the time to assess your skills. Go learn what you need to learn. Do the free resources and have those conversations with your family. It'll help you answer those questions. And once people have sort of gone and done all this thinking and research, if they're ready to take the next step, I know that that's when you work with people. What kind of stuff are they thinking they're going to do if they want to get some support to help get to the next step? Okay. So there's all, as I said, with the free resources that are out there, many of them do offer then in-house consulting as well. You can take it to the next level. And from that is to then walk people through their actual concept. So defining the services, defining your customers, defining your target market, really starting to look now who's going to buy those cupcakes. Where am I cutting grass? Who's going to be paying me for that? Really getting into market research. And that is something that is unique and specific to each business. And that's definitely where perhaps some consulting one-on-one would better help, as well as establishing some of those early foundations in operations management. So that stuff doesn't get away from you. Often people keep all their receipts and paperwork and invoicing or taxes or things like that kind of at a you know, in a, in a shoebox or a grocery bag somewhere and they deal with it at the end of the year and then they're paying for it. So to really set a lot of those processes up in the beginning is where a consultant can come in, as well as helping you with the proper registration for your business, helping you define proper licenses, proper permits, uh, that kind of thing. Excellent. Yeah, getting stuff down on paper and having systems is such a huge benefit so that you don't end up wasting, you know, the first couple of years of your business kind of spinning your wheels, not really knowing what you're supposed to be doing, why, what will actually move you forward. I've worked with many tradespeople who are fantastic with their hands. They, they're great at building, fixing, repairing, you know, servicing directly what they do. And the idea of bookkeeping and tracking receipts and reconciling every month just is daunting to them. And this goes right back to the skill sets. So if they know that they're not strong in that in the first place, set that up with friends, family a barter agreement, hire someone, or set yourself up with some very user-friendly processes for yourself. You have to. You cannot just ignore it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, we're going to link to your website and some resources in the show notes. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Thanks, Laura. I, I love talking shop. It's what I do. And I, I consider myself a business mechanic. <laughs> I like to get under the hood and see what we can improve, see what we can fix or fine tune. 
that's the exciting part for me is, and it's exciting for the clients as well. It's that energy, that drive and uh, taking those dreams and making them a reality. Well, absolutely. Right. People have a lot of big ideas, but it's hard to know where to start. And when you talk to somebody who understands what needs to come first, it actually, even if the to-do list gets longer, at least you know where you're going and why you're starting with what. And that actually makes things feel a lot less stressful. It does. I can definitely relate. I was uh, a young mom with my first business and a special needs daughter. My second business, I had another child. I was breastfeeding on headsets, working from home and running 35 employees. So, and, and married, um, you know, so I definitely understand the, the, the life work balance and really looking back, I think, boy, I probably could have and should have assessed is this the right time for me and my family a little bit more in the beginning? So it's definitely uh, where everyone should start. Absolutely. If I'd known half of what I know now when I started my first business, woof. <laughs> it would be a whole other, whole other world out there for us. It would. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me. And I really appreciate the time you took to spend with me. Thanks, Laura. I hope you got a lot of value out of that episode. There's a lot of great tips. There are some resources linked in the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 47. They go to Pam's website as well as to the resources page she has on her website, which is mostly Ottawa links, but it gives you an idea of the kinds of places that you should look for in your local area as well, because there are lots and lots of free resources that you can use to get started. So check out the show notes. Also make sure to leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of the show. LaraWellman.com slash podcast slash 47. And until next time, I'll see you online.